Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2006. This is Paul talking about Step 12. Hey, good afternoon, friends. My name is Paul, I'm an alcoholic. Thanks. And the reason I'm here is because I don't wish to drink anymore. And yeah, I was just reading the book before and it says Step 12, the theme of the step is the joy of good living. You know, pretty much that's it, and that's what I've heard today, and a little bit over the weekend that I've been here. And uh, I came along, and um, yeah, very nervous up here, John. I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, I could never have done this before I came along here. You know, my, my life was just, it was just terrible when I came along, and that's the reason I came along. I looked. I've also heard effective sponsorship, and I've got a sponsor who. Goes pretty much like the same lines that we've already heard today. You know, down the book, here's what happens, here's what you do, you know, and here's what you'll get. And the reason I picked him pretty much, and I was reflecting, was I could see in him the joy of good living. He really enjoyed the way he lived. You know, he lived a life without alcohol. He lived the life of freedom from bondage itself. You know, and I could just see that we we're different guys, but. He was married and had a family and all that sort of stuff. And I came in and, uh, you know, I was the loneliest guy in the world. I thought, you know, I was never going to have a family, was never, ever going to have, you know, a test to anything. I used to sit in the front row of meetings and I'd hear people share and I'd go, it's all right for you, you've got this, you've got that, you know, and you've got an education, and, you know, you've got people who like you. And, oh, well, it was me, you know. I was never going to be a good living guy, you know. And... Um, I watched him and, and, and I heard his story and started to hear what he'd done, you know, and hear how he got rid of it. And it wasn't just fronting up to meetings, because I heard people say, you know, just front up to meetings and, you know, everything will be all right. And for me, it wasn't going to. I had to get into this program and I had to to have a look at myself and had to change the way I was doing, because they told me the guy who came in drank, and if you stay that same guy, he'll drink, you know. And I came in here because I hated my life, you know, I hated the way I was living just hated everything, you know, and um, and couldn't see a way out. I remember when they told me, you know, I was about not drinking one day at a time for the rest of my life. I was 27 years old, and all I could think of, what if I lived to 80? <laughs> <laughs> well, what will I do? You know, it was just, this is going to be terrible, you know? And I'm here to tell you, you know, life is, has become one that I like living. You know, it has become a joy of living, a good life. You know, I'm a different guy and, and I came in here, I was a drug dealer and, and part-time armed robber and, you know, two years high school education, it sounds fun. That's, that was my life. I lived in the street and I didn't understand much else, you know, and, and got my own business today with my wife and I've got a family today, we're married just over a year and it's absolutely fantastic, you know, and it's because of the principles, it's because of the spiritual awakening that I've had. You know, and it says in the book there are many spiritual awakenings, though there are alcoholics, and I believe that to be true. You know, there's not a paint in my mind, it has to be exactly like this. And that's what I feel, think about my sponsor, and what I've already heard about the sponsors today is, you know, it's about awakening your being and your way, you know. It's not about this is, how, this is what will happen and this is exactly what you will do. And, you know, you ring me every day and I'll tell you what colour jumper to wear today and everything will be fine. You know, it's not like that. It's, it's come along and I haven't become a clone. I was really worried about that when I came along. I thought, you know, I might become a clone and I'll be doing exactly what he's doing and that's how it'll have to be. And it's not. You know, 
I've started to live the life that I want to live. A meeting I used to be a member of in Newcastle had on the wall, um, it was a poster of a bottle and a woman's face in the bottle and it says, oh, you're living the life you want to live. If not, why not? And I could attest to that when I came along, you know, because I drank. And even though I'm here 14 years down a track, it's still relevant today. Am I living the life I want to live? If not, why not? And usually it's because I'm in the way. You've already heard it. I'm not doing the program. I'm not doing this, you know. Well, I'm not freely giving it away. And it also talks about in a book about two-stepping, one and twelve. You know, and I can't do that. I've got to come along and I've got to show what was given to me freely, you know, and that's is living the whole program. It's not just come along the meetings and it says in step um, three and a twelve and twelve, when the war came along, this was the proving ground for Alcoholics Anonymous. The guys went off and they had less alcoholic busts in war than what they did at home, you know, and that tells me that they'll work in the program and when I start to get down on myself and think everything's big and it's a bit hard, I remember that paragraph. I've never been, I don't think, yet in any circumstance that would be anywhere near as difficult as a guy on the front line of the war. <laughs> so what have I got to say? This doesn't work. You know, it's absolute crap. You know, it works in every circumstance that I could be put into, you know, and I've got to remember that. And it's all about coming along, you know, and, and I have to show people, you know, my life is good and I am living a life because a guy comes along and or a woman comes along and their life's crap-free drinking. They want to give it up for what? They've got to see a life that's worth living. Or someone who really likes to live their life and someone who really wants to come along and go, hey, you know, this is such a fantastic life. I was a guy who couldn't even afford a bus ticket when I come along here, and if I could, you know, I was too scared to get on the bus. You know? <laughs> it's pretty hard to believe for an armed robber, I suppose, you know? <laughs> I'm a guy who's fearful of people knowing I'm fearful. You know, that's really st stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, you can't open up, can't open up, you know. So, yeah, you know, it's really difficult life to live and that's what the program has, has come along and given me. It's given me able to freedom from bondage itself. And that's what I believe, you know. We can leave this meeting and need never drink again because I've been given freedom from bondage itself, you know. I've been given ability to handle problems that once used to baffle me. You know, freedom from insecurity and low self-esteem. And that's the stuff, you know, I need to be telling people that come along. I had a guy who was working for me and uh, in Queensland and he rolled his car drunk in a small town, 10,000 people in Maryborough in Queensland and, and the back of Sugar Canes was a ute and had like five people in the back and he ran away. <laughs> so he rings me next morning. He's hiding and... Uh, and small town, his dad's very prominent in the town, that everyone knows him. And What will I do, what will I do? I said, well, they know who you are. One of the guys was trapped. I was very lucky. It was only a really light little Longo van type ute, and the guy, one guy was trapped underneath it, and two guys picked it up and took it off him. You know? So he was extremely lucky it was a little car. I said, I know it's you. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, you can run away, or I can take you, and I'll take you to the police station if you want to go in. He's oh, that'd be great. And so I went and picked him up, and he's having a shower, and then he come out, and he said, you know, I just wish I could be like you. I went, what do you mean? He said, living life, not worrying and not drinking. He said, I wish I could just be like that. I said, well, I, I can help you there. 
And he went, oh, that'll be great. I said, well, I go to AA. He went, whoa. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> Instant recovery. But that's the biggest and best compliment I've ever heard to this program. Someone went, you know, and saw my life and just went, the joy of, of good living. You know, how fantastic is that? You know, so it tells me this program is working for me and I'm doing the right stuff. Because I may be the only big book someone gets to see. And so I've got to be going out there. I've got to get rid of my old life, you know. And, and it's absolutely fantastic, you know. It is good living. And it is a joyous a lot of times, you know. It is fantastic. And I've said another meeting today, you know, this is the best I've ever been. The best is yet to come. And I have to believe that, you know, because it is true. And they said a fellowship will, go, will grow about me. And that's true, you know. I'm in a room with a hundred odd people. I came here and I was the loneliest person in the world. I saw my... I had a vision of my funeral and there was no one there, you know. <laughs> that was the loneliest moment of my life, you know, and I knew that was going to be the truth. That was going to be my end. There was going to be no one there, no one there to see me off, no one there to worry about it, nothing, you know, because I'd run my race and, uh, and it was absolutely pitiful. And today, you know, it's changed. And it only has changed from coming along here and putting these principles into my life. There is no other reason. And trying to help people, you know, whenever you can. And I was told, you know, I need a purpose and what if I think my life is meaningless? And they said, you know, we've got a primary purpose written down. Once you start to think that, just grab it. You know, the primary purpose is written there for all of us. And my life has purpose, my life has meaning, you know, and I can start to get hope, you know, and start to go, yeah, this is cool. From a guy, you know, couldn't even get a bus ticket. I worked over in China, you know, I got a job and I was there for a little while and I started to get promotions. I was union delegate as well and, and one of the guys said to me, you know, he'd been there longer, he said, how come you're getting promotions and I'm not? I went, well, it's the principles of this program. I didn't tell him. I said, it's not hard to be above average when you guys set the average bar so low. <laughs> he went, what? I said, I turn up on time and I don't steal. Oh. He went, oh. This is new. <laughs> you know, and, and, and from the guy I was, you know, and I didn't get up there and say I'm an armor robber, you know, a drug dealer and all that sort of stuff, you know, because they wouldn't have employed me, I don't think. <laughs> and those guys, you know, used to get me off and I'd be setting up factories all over Australia and I set up one in China and they just give me a MasterCard, a heap of drawings and some contact phone numbers and say, off you go, I worked in the rail industry. And that's how much trust these people had in me. You know, and that's because of this program. Nothing else, you know. There's a tribe in South Africa, and they have a very simple saying. It's, I am because we are. You know, I am the guy I am today because we're all here. There's no other reason that I can have the joy of living sober, you know. It's no, nothing, you know. And it's just fantastic, you know. I, we've got a great marriage, and, you know, we have things go on like everyone, and we can work through things. And I've got a family today back in my life as well that I was the out of sight, out of mind, I just disappeared and was gone, you know, just gone. Meaning I was told when I came along, if you have a look at a chunk of rock, inside every chunk of rock is a beautiful sculpture. It's just waiting to be brought out. And the meetings and the steps are the hammer and chisel. You know, inside, you know, every now and again, something nice can can shine through, you know, from this guy. and, And... and nothing nice was shining through before I come along here. And that's what I can come along and, and, and share. I did meetings in um, 
in Newcastle in the jail up there, you know, and that was fantastic. And there's all sorts of service working carrying this message. You know, we don't have to fly the AA banner everywhere I go. And I, I'm not a guy who tells everybody I know that I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm a guy that tells everybody who, who needs to know that I don't drink. I do not hide the fact that I don't drink at all. You know, I don't hide the fact of who I am. And I lived that sort of life before where I'd be this type of person for, for these people and that type of person for those people. And today, you know, I'm just Paul, the guy who doesn't drink, who's trying to live a decent life and do the right thing. Uh, and what a load to be taken away, you know. Freedom from bondage itself is just absolutely fantastic. And I've only just got to... The end result and the thing I have to aim for is having a good life. You know, how difficult is that and where do I lose from that? Yeah, when I came along here, you know, I wasn't sure if I would like to change because I wasn't sure who I was going to be. I went through a Salvation Army rehab and... Um, which was the best thing I've ever done. They ran on the 12 steps and every week we, we did a step. I was in there for over a year and uh, you had to write a couple of... Every day it was a different writing you had to bring into a group on the step, on the step of the week. And I said to them one day, you know, I'm really scared, you know, I don't really want to end up a Sally. And they said, oh, we don't want guys like you. <laughs> I was crushed, you know. <laughs> Never wanted to be a Sally so much in my life. <laughs> You know, and uh, and that's it, you know. But all they said, they wanted to see you get well and they wanted to push me into this program and I want, they said, here's where you can do all right, you know. Here's where you can give back all that we've given you, you know. You can go along here and just be an example, you know, for people and and that's it, you know. Absolutely fantastic. And it, it's just been given everything. I went to a meeting in, um, in Guangzhou in China and... City is seven and a half million people and two members, you know. And I met those two guys, and, and we had a meeting in in the park opposite my hotel, and uh, we we're going to have a big book meeting. And he didn't bring it. I went, oh, I've got one upstairs. So I went upstairs, and I had the twelve and twelve on the table. And he went, oh, the twelve and twelve. <laughs> he just like he'd seen the Holy Grail. <laughs> You know, he hadn't seen one for so long, I think for a year and a half, and hadn't talked to, you know, they'd read out of the big book, but hadn't talked to anyone. So we went down and we did the third step um, out of the book in the park, and it was just absolutely fantastic. Over here, they were doing Tai Chi. Just over there, they were doing Chinese opera, and they love 50s rock and roll dancing. And over there, they were doing 50s rock and roll dancing. And we are in the middle doing the third step, uh, third step out of the book. It was just, you know, this is a life that I, I never thought I could have lived. You know, never imagined this sort of stuff. You know, it was just when I thought, you know, what will I do when I live to 80? You know, all I thought was, you know, I'm going to be out of the bar and I'm not going to be bullshitting and carrying on and trying to big note anymore. You know, that's what I thought I was going to miss. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, I had a short career in kickboxing in, in, in sobriety and, and people said to me, oh, you know, it's violent. Don't do it. Don't do it. One of the best things I've done. Thoroughly enjoyed it, become a judge, you know. This is the joy of my, of my life. And it doesn't have, you know, as I said, I was scared of becoming a clone. You know, and it's not true. I get to live my life and I get to live my life great. And, you know, I get to enjoy my life because of this program. And I have to remember that. The reason my life has turned around and become one I enjoy is because I come along here. Now, that I have to, in the 10th step, I've got to keep reminding myself and keep telling myself. 
Everything has changed around. People like you, Paul, you like you today because of this. You know, no other reason. Or I become, you know, not humble. You know, it becomes about me. There's never going to be a book as Paul sees it. I've got to remember that, you know. (laughs) Because when I come along, you know, I get that big shotism. But if I tell them exactly, you know, how they should be doing, this is a well-trodden path. I'm not a trailblazer. It's a well-trodden path to get in the world. It's a well-trodden path to live in a life. And there'll be slightly different changes in my life. But I've got to remember it's a well-trodden path, you know. And it's easily, you know, there's people along that can help me and I can help other people and that's what it's about. Travelling this path and, and doing the best I can, accept and help and offer and help the best I can. And helping in, in the 12th step can just be, you know, wiping up the dishes, opening up the hall, going to jail. And there's so many different ways of helping people. Living good in the community, you know, is just, is, is huge. So we're doing a 12th step in so many different ways a lot of times and we don't even know, you know. Fronting up when I didn't want to front up, you know, and sticking in a meeting, and that's how I give up smoking too, you know. I used to I, I smoke when I first come along. I just said, you know, I need to show respect to speakers. Don't get up, don't go for a cigarette, it's an hour and a half. How hard's that? You know, I had to, it's not very hard, Paul. It doesn't matter what anyone else does. This is what I had to tell myself, you know. That is 12 step work, you know. Not being obnoxious, not being noisy, not getting up here and swearing, you know, if I don't want to hear swearing. It's my life that I need to be promoting here and going, hey, here's what you can have from doing the 12 steps, you know. Not just two-stepping. Come in here, don't drink, go to meetings and everything will be okay. For me, I I, I don't believe that. You know, I hear people say the first step and third tradition. They put them in order and they rate them all for a reason, you know, the first tradition, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. My recovery depends upon how well I get on in here. If I get on in here well, I've got a really good chance of getting on out there well. You know, I start to learn, mix with a lot of different people. I couldn't talk to people when, when I first came along. I can remember my first job. <laughs> I've been sober uh, over a year and a half, uh, and I'm straight out of the gutter. I can't communicate with people at all. And they said, we're going down a pub for lunch. And I said, oh, I don't drink, I don't take drugs. If you want to fight, let's get outside and do it now. <laughs> that's, the, that's the reaction I thought they would have said if I said no. You know, I didn't know what to say. You know, I didn't know how to be. And today, you know, I can simply suffice with no thanks. I don't drink. You know, what a change. You know, how big a change is that? And there's no bigger testament to stuff like that. You know, this program works. I came in here to your high school education. You know, I learned to read here. I bought the big book and I had to buy the dictionary, you know, to read what was written in the big book. And I had to look up words and the words I was looking up to see how it was. You know, and uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. My life has grown and has developed, you know, through this program. And I used to do a lot of workshops in Sydney and Newcastle. And in my job when I was getting um, promoted, they were sending us off to do workshops. And it just seemed to coincide with one I'd already done. We had a couple of guys who were in big business in, in the fellowships and they run the workshops. And the way they run the workshops was the way these guys had already been. So I'd already been. So I looked really, really smart. So I came. <laughs> pay rises and stuff, you know, just because I come along here and fronted up. You know, I didn't want to go to the workshops because... I don't want to look silly, but so I just fronted up because I knew it was going to be good for me, you know. 
So if you're living the life you don't want to live, you know, ask yourself the question, if not, why not? And it's probably because you're, you're, in, you're in the way. My time is up. And if you are in the way, it's the 12 steps here, you know, which will sweep you aside and give you a spiritual awakening. Thanks. Information about the annual Melbourne Alcoholics Anonymous Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.